Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Sarah Webb, who is serving this year with Marshall Clinic Health Systems AmeriCorps Community Corps at the Volunteer Center of Racine after serving two previous terms there as part of Marshall Clinic's Volunteer Wisconsin program. So Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Sarah, could you start off by telling us just a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Marshall Clinic's Community Corps program this year? This is my third term, and I'm again at the Volunteer Center of Racine, and there I'm serving as the Youth Volunteer Coordinator, and I run the Youth Volunteer Corps program, which provides volunteer opportunities for youth volunteers from 11 to 18 out in the community of Racine. We go all kinds of different places and help nonprofit organizations by volunteering and helping with what they need. That's wonderful. So what does your day-to-day service then look like with the Youth Volunteer Corps program? During the school year, it's a a lot of me doing like recruiting, uh, going to the schools, trying to, you know, let the students and the teachers know about the Youth Volunteer Program. I do offer volunteer opportunities for the students at night and on the weekends so they're able to get, you know, their volunteer hours because a lot of times the schools are now requiring that students volunteer for graduation. I try to let the community of Racine know that we're here and bring those opportunities for youth volunteers. And then is there some certain programming you're doing with youth in cohort groups, or is it more coordinating the volunteer opportunity? It's more of coordinating the volunteer opportunities, you know, going out there and finding new things for the students to do. You know, in the summertime, we have our youth volunteer summer camp, and every week the kids go to another different nonprofit and they volunteer. So I'm always just trying to set up, you know, volunteer opportunities for them or come up with new ideas of how they can volunteer to help out the community. And with COVID, that made it really hard to find those opportunities for them. So I just had to come up with some new ideas of what they could do. Like now we work with Toys for Tots and I have students who bring home puzzles and put the puzzles together so that they make sure the puzzle pieces are there to send out to the students or the kids. And I also have the kids like dress and clean Barbies that go out to kids that get toys from Toys for Tots. We also provide door decor or room decor for nursing home residents. And the students are making stuff all the time and bringing it into the office so I can bring it to the various nursing homes, you know, just help brighten up the day. Just different projects like that. Always trying to come up with new stuff. That's great. They're able to find some projects that the students could do at home and do pick up things or to be able to drop them off during COVID when it was challenging to do that in-person volunteer work. Yes, especially with youth, it really is hard to find youth volunteer opportunities. And a lot of the volunteers that we have out in the community are seniors. And a lot of times, not all the youth are vaccinated. So some of the the senior volunteers are concerned about working with youth and, and contracting COVID. So trying to work with, you know, those parameters has been more difficult. Another thing that we've been trying to do with the program is I've been adding trainings for the students. So it's not just about the volunteer 
opportunities. It's also for students to learn more about different careers they may be interested in. Lately, you know, we've been focusing on the Junior Police Academy and the, being a police officer. And we also focused on CERT, Community Emergency Response Training. Right now, this week, the kids are actually doing first aid and CPR training. Just different things like that that I thought the students would find valuable. That's wonderful. And so could you tell us some more about the Junior Citizen Police Academy you did this summer? Well, I, I actually used to be a police officer and it is a very hard career field. And as things get more dangerous, times change. I hear that, you know, uh, a lot of people aren't going towards the career field or they're leaving the career field. So I wanted to show students kind of what it is like to be a police officer, what you may expect to see if maybe some of them would be interested as, you know, they are graduating high school. So I spoke with the Mount Pleasant Police Department and uh, told them about, you know, my idea because they already have a Citizens Police Academy there that they do. So I asked them, would they be interested in, you know, helping me to run a youth volunteer citizens police academy. And they were very interested. So we put on our first junior police academy in June and we had about uh, 15 to 20 students that attended. That's great. And what are some of the different activities that the students did? The students got to see a canine demonstration and they got to see the dogs sniff out drugs and ballistics. The kids got to work with evidence. You know, how do you dust for fingerprints? They showed them how to take a casting or a mold of a of a footprint. How does the chain of custody work? How, you know, how you package evidence. Kids got to learn DAT, which is what police use for defense tactics and training. They showed them some of the maneuvers that are used to try to, to protect themselves. They spoke with a 911 dispatcher who came in and told them, calling 911, you know, the proper information that needs to be given to remain calm and, you know, how to speak when you're talking to a dispatcher, you know, to help whoever may be in trouble. The South Shore Fire Department also came in. They talked to them about what it's like to be a fireman and showed them fire truck. Racine County Sheriff's Office came in and they brought some of the tactical vehicles and let the kids take a tour of them and explained what the tactical vehicles do and what situations are used for. They got lots of training and the kids loved it. That sounds awesome. Thanks for putting that on and for using your own experience as a former police officer in doing it for them. You also mentioned doing the CERT emergency preparedness training a little yeah. bit ago this summer. So can you tell us about that? Yes. With us being a volunteer center, that's one of the things that we're supposed to help with. If there's a time of a disaster or a time of something like that comes up in the community, we want to be able to have volunteers to pull from to help with that disaster. Well, we have the adult volunteers, but why not youth volunteers? Why can youth not help in the time of a disaster? Most of them are just as capable. So I wanted some of the kids to get that training too. I talked with Racine Emergency management and they were on, on board to give the training. And so they put on the training for us and kids learned about, you know, CERT and the proper search and rescue. They learned some first aid techniques, the psychology all behind, you know, a disaster response and how the proper way is to respond to a disaster. They ran through scenarios with the students. Hey, this victim is has this injury. How do we treat it? Who do we treat first? If we're focusing specifically on triage, is a person who is not likely to survive, are you going to work with that person and try to help them? Are you going to move on to a person that you know you can save their lives? And, you know, they went over that training and probably about another 15 kids were able to pass that training and they would be able to help now in the community if we had that happen. 
that's great to have that training for them to have that preparedness. And it's a group of people that can definitely help respond to disaster that youth are going to be there and going to be able to often respond as well as many adults could in this community. Yeah, I think kids go through traumatic experiences just like we do. And I feel like sometimes we forget like they're all they're just kids. Yeah, but they're just kids. And this day and age, there's so much that kids are being exposed to and being put in situations. Why not show them how to help? Why not train them in case they are? I don't see anything wrong with a kid having extra training or being able to help in in, in the time of, of somebody's need. I just want to be able to, you know, provide that training to as many students as I can. So you mentioned you're doing the first aid training this week. So what are the youth doing in that program? So this week, the kids are doing stop the bleed and no hands CPR. Some of the kids have already been through the training. It's a three-hour training and they're teaching the students no hands CPR, proper CPR, proper Heimlich maneuver on both adults and children. And they're also teaching them the techniques of stop the bleed, applying the proper pressure, stuffing a wound and stopping the the bleeding so that people aren't bleeding out, um, how to apply a tourniquet, certain things like that. And the kids are actually doing a wonderful job. I was really impressed with how fast they're picking up the CPR and giving proper chest compressions and, you know, really getting engaged in the training. That's wonderful. And you mentioned that you're doing different service projects for the summer camps each week. So what are some of the different places where the youth have been volunteering this summer? So this summer, they've gone to places like um, the Hospitality Center, which is a, a homeless shelter, a day shelter here in Racine, where the clients are able to get lunch. They're able to stay there during the day. They're able to visit the clothing closet. I get haircuts, vaccinations, you know, things of that nature. And my youth volunteers will come in and they'll actually help serve lunch. They'll help make lunch and they'll actually help to clean and organize the clothing closet. And they'll, they'll help to get the clothes and the hygiene items distributed on the days that they have the clothing closet open. And we also go to the Women's Resource Center. And the Women's Resource Center is a domestic violence shelter here in Racine. And, you know, the students, again, help there by organizing the donation areas. They were helping to build bookcases, helping to clean, sanitize the playroom, sanitize the kitchen, you know, anything that they can do around the facility. Then they also went to Halo, which is another homeless shelter. Again, we're helping to organize and clean there. We help clean up the playground. The students played with the kids and they served lunch. We went to the Racine Education Community Center, what we call REC, and the students help to clean up the trash on the Root River, and they actually get to kayak. So they get in kayaks, and we go down the Root River, and we help clean up trash, you know, out of the water. Just different projects like that all summer long. Such a great way of serving so many different organizations in the community and so many different types of organizations. Yes, and I like to kids to have a variety, you know, to see, you know, where they can help in the community. And I always try to tell, to let the students know, like volunteers are so important. A lot of these nonprofit organizations cannot afford to have a big staff. And without volunteers, they could not just continue to run like they do. They really do count on, you know, any volunteer to come and help and keep the place going. I want the students to get that sense of volunteerism now. Volunteer as a kid, volunteer as an adult. The best thing for our community is you to continue to volunteer throughout your whole life. And people really need to do that. That's fantastic. And I'm glad they had such different opportunities to do that. 
with the kayaking? Were they doing that each day or was it just one of the days where they were on the river cleaning it up? We were on the river. So it was three days that week and we were on the river two days. We were going to go all three days, but we have to have a liability form and not all the students had it to be able to go on the water. But the kids made sure that they had them that second day. Everybody had that liability form and we were on the river for two days. That sounds wonderful. I'm sure that had to be a fun experience for them to do some real cleanup work, but also enjoy the water. Why did you first decide to serve as an AmeriCorps member with Volunteer Wisconsin? And then what made you come back for an additional term this year with Community Corps? I was a single mom and I was home and I was looking for a job and I just happened to be on Facebook and the Volunteer Center of Racine had posted that they were looking to fill the position of a youth volunteer coordinator through AmeriCorps. And and it just happened to pop up on my Facebook, like, uh, you know, on the sides where you have like advertisements and things. And I'm like, well, what is that? So I had actually never heard of AmeriCorps. I was in the military for 12 years. I had been a cop. You know, I I would have thought I would have heard of AmeriCorps being, you know, in these positions I've been in, but I hadn't. So I saw that and it caught my eye. I'm like, that's AmeriCorps. So I saw that ad and I was, I was like, oh, I, that, that job sounds interesting. And then I had, of course, go do all this background work, like research to find out AmeriCorps. What does AmeriCorps do? And I, I really liked the message. And so uh, I came into the volunteer center to, for an interview and I got it. I just really like working in the community. I like being able to make the different connections with people in the community, to be with the students and show them these things and to continue to grow the program and get that message out to the students like yeah come on volunteer we need volunteers and that's what kept me coming back i'm glad you're able to come back and have such a great experience over these last three years and i know one thing that happened last year was you were recognized nationally by the youth volunteer court their catalyst awards you tell us a little about that i was shocked i didn't expect to get any award, you know. When I first started at the Volunteer Center, the Youth Volunteer Program only had like 30 students. And I'm like, only 30 students? Well, we, we definitely got to get that number up because there's there's thousands of kids in Racine. So what what can we do? And so my, my main focus was just like, hey, like, let's, let me try to work to get the word out to people. We have this Youth Volunteer Program, the Youth Volunteer Corps. It's a free program. These kids get to, you know, volunteer, help the community. Hey, these you need volunteer hours anyways for school. Well, why not join the program so I can make that happen for you? I always tell the students, like, I take the legwork out for the students. They don't have to go looking for the volunteer opportunities. That's what I do. Come to me. I will find it for you. So I just kind of really focused on that and that message. And I just slowly started building and building and building. And all of a sudden, I've got hundreds of kids in the program and they're serving all over Racine. I got that Catalyst Award and I didn't even realize like the numbers I had done. And I find out that I increased youth by 650% and the number of hours served by a thousand percent. I had no idea. You know, I was so excited that I, that I made that much of an impact. So that's tremendous. Looking at those numbers on that incredible growth of the youth volunteering in the area. Yeah. And even like this year. So after I made those kind of numbers last year, they of course upped my goal. So like last year, I only had to have like a thousand hours and I think like 125 students or something like that. So this year was 2000 hours and 200 students. This is our last week for volunteer summer camp. And we're going to have like over 2400 hours. And I have, I think I have like about 215 students in the program. So again, this year, you know, we've exceeded the goal. That's wonderful to have such a big impact. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just happy that the kids are, you know, wanting to join the program and stay in the program and keep coming back. And then looking back over your three years of service, 
what have been some favorite memories or some stories that you could highlight from your service for us? I think the things like I really like that we've done, like we work with Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin and we've done a, a few food drives with them. The last couple of years, we've been able to hold food drives. We've collected over 2,000 items each time I've had, you know, the kids go out there and do the food drive. So that's been one of them. Definitely the Junior Police Academy. I loved that. The CERT training. And then I like getting out on the water with the kids in the kayak. That's so much fun. Also, looking back, you mentioned earlier some of the ways that you were able to have the kids keep responding and volunteering during COVID. Were there any other different ways you had to adapt things for the folks keep serving during COVID? Being able to offer those at-home projects was a huge thing because a lot of people were, were worried about going out into the community or having the kids serve with other students or be it, you know, here or there. Just being able to say, hey, have your student work on this, bring it here and I will get it there. Like taking out, having so much contact with other people, uh, limiting that contact was a huge, a huge thing. Even today, I still offer it. We're not going to be getting rid of those options for volunteering because we're still having issues with COVID. And and I still have some students that are not attending school, uh, that they're doing stuff virtually because their, their family is worried about COVID. So continuing it has been a big thing. Well, that's great that those opportunities will still be there for folks. And you still need those tasks to get done either way, if it's yeah. in a drop-off version or done out of sight. Yeah. And like I said, they don't have to do work. They just bring it to me and I take care of everything. I just, I really try to make it as easy as I can on the student. So it's easy for them to volunteer and that they get a positive experience and want to, you know, keep coming back. And then Sarah, what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps term ends this year? I've been thinking I'm just like going back into the criminal justice career field. That's where I have my degree. That's what I have done before I was here. My focus is probably going back into that career field. Uh, But I really want to focus on going in uh, into the career field somehow, not as like a police officer where I'm arresting people and putting them in jail, more into the field of helping still, like rehabilitation, helping so people aren't going back to jail continuously. You know, I, I want to find a role like that because I think that that fits me better and wanting to help in the community style. That sounds wonderful. And be able to use your experience helping community from your AmeriCorps service, use your experience from your previous work in criminal justice field and using your, all your experience from serving our country in the military. Yes, exactly. And I just like, I feel like that's what I'm like called to do. It's just like, I'm supposed to help. I'm supposed to be out there serving my community or my country. That's what I've always done. And that just like, continues to be the, my pattern that I keep following. Well, that's wonderful. And then good luck with whatever way that journey goes on finding the role that will really help you keep serving. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sarah, we just want to thank you so very much for speaking with us today about your American Force Service for these last three years. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And just thank you so much for your service these last three years. And then good luck with wherever your future takes you. Thank you. And then thank you again to Sarah for sharing about her AmeriCorps service experience with Marshall Clinic's CUNY Corps program and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serb Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S file stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S files.